What it is, what it do, you tuned into the Jose Morales podcast. I am your host, Jose Morales, and we're back at the Boxing Academy in the ring with another episode. This is episode 16. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about just how we do not need to fight fire with fire. Um, we don't need to be angry and hate the world and, and negative thoughts. And if someone does this, we got to do it back to them and all this all this negative energy that I feel that we bring upon each other and we keep carrying it on and never and we never truly get out of that. So I'm going to share with you guys a couple of stories that I've noticed with myself that happened to me uh, when I dealt it, when I dealt with the things in a positive way versus uh, fighting it with fire, uh, going back and 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 doing the complete opposite of what I did do. So I'm going to share that with you guys. I want to, and there's a lot of reasons why I want to bring this up at this time. Also, I know you guys heard recently with the shooting that just happened in Sacramento uh, a couple of weeks back uh, with, with, with uh, they want to say mass shooting because it was, I think, six or eight people that died. Uh, and then just, and just in general, even before that, three months before that, the, I mean, March, February, and January have been, very deadly in Sacramento, shootings all over the place. And just a lot of, a lot of, I'm not sure how each scenario went through, how it all played out, but it is just definitely a sad time right now in, in my city of everything that's going on right now. And I, um, I just felt like it would be a good time to talk about this. Obviously, I don't think the shooting recently that just happened, that mass shooting, I don't think it was anything as far as random that, they just went up and started shooting. I mean, this is, I'm, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but this is what I think. I think it was definitely more than just um, a guy just coming up shooting random people. I mean, obviously innocent people did get hit, but I don't think that was what caused it. Um, and and what, what made me wanna, that's what made me wanna start talking about this. The, and one of the first stories that I wanna get into when I talk about all this is I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with um, uh, immigration laws and all that, but one of the first stories that I want to share with you guys is in May 1st, it was May 1st, I believe the year was 2005 or six. I think it was six. I have to look that up. Um, there was a big thing going on with immigration where they wanted to pass a law. I don't remember the exact number of the law, it was like SB 1227 or something like that. And what the law pretty much was, they were trying to put in effect is if anyone had anyone undocumented that lived with them, worked with them, or were or somewhat related to them, or I mean, found affiliated with them where they knew where they were, uh, they were gonna be held accountable and arrested and put in prison or for, being an acquaintance of having an undocumented person in their household or whatever. So during this time, when this happened in, in those, in May, first, there was this agreement that a lot of the, in the undocumented community and Mexicans, everybody, and not just Mexicans, people from all over, wanted to uh, come together and do like a day without an immigrant. And everybody walked out of school or didn't go to work and just to show what kind of an impact it would make to not have um, undocumented people here. At this time, I was actually, it was 2006, I believe I was, yeah, I was 
I was in high school. I do remember that. So when this happened, uh, I remember getting out of the light rail. I mean, I remember getting out of school, jumping on the light rail, going to downtown, and just everyone marched. It was called like Gran Marcha when everyone got downtown and did like just protested outside the Capitol. And we were down there. Um, everyone was just, you know, protesting. When we were there, like kitty corner to where the Capitol was, there was a group of like 10, 20, I'd say about 10, 20 men. And these were all like skinheads, white dudes. Uh, they had fucking, they had their uh, swastikas, flags. And, they, and this is in the area where a whole bunch of Mexicans are. And when we're there, obviously it gets people fired up because now they're calling people wetbacks, they're saying this, they're saying that. I was super tempted to like say something, to do things. And I actually had a friend that I was with me that uh, he he acted out. He went up and started talking smack. And then one thing led to another. A few people started fighting. He was one of the ones that was involved as far as altercation. He didn't get arrested or nothing. He just started the altercation. A whole bunch of other people started fighting. Long story short, people started getting arrested. And um, what, while, while this happened, I'm sitting there thinking, and I was like, because gra- I'm the one who grabbed my homie, and I was like, hey, man, so like, I'm like, you need to chill out. And I, was, uh, and I just pulled him aside, and I was just letting him know that if I was trying to get him to understand what would happen if that, if he did something, that I'm going to get arrested and all that. He obviously didn't care. But I was like, no, you got to see the bigger picture. They're trying to prove a point that we are criminals, that we are up to no good, da, da, da. By them tempting us and by them pushing our buttons and then by us reacting to that and then responding with that same negative force that they have and all these negative thoughts and vibes that they're bringing upon us, by us responding the same way, we are proving their point exactly, that we are up to no good. So I'm like, instead of falling into the trap, why don't we play it in a strategic way where we ignore them and completely ignore them? I started just blo- I started just blocking it off completely to the point where I didn't even go over there no more because I just didn't even want to get upset. Because I left frustrated. I left furious. I was pissed off. And, and to this day, I was like, I will never go to a place where I'm going to get tempted in that way to act out like Kings-Lakers games. People find it funny, man. I got invited to two Kings-Lakers games this season, floor seats, first first on the floor, Kings-Lakers tickets, and I said no, not only because the Kings suck, but because I didn't want to get put in a situation where people start talking smack, and I don't know what it is about Lakers and LA and they're talking smack in Sacramento, I get pissed off and I start kind of losing my cool. And when that happens, it's because my emotions took over. So now I tend to like know better and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to put myself in those situations. Yes, of course I wanted to go to the game and of course I wanted to sit on the floor, but is it really worth it? No, it's not. And that's when I stopped doing anything like that. I also stopped like protesting, like when COVID hit, I just stopped with like the whole, uh, People say things of their beliefs. I don't I don't fight back with, oh, you're wrong because of this and putting them back down because you're not gonna listen. They're not gonna listen to you. A fun, uh, I, I got another story that explained to you how that works. When someone is upset and you try to respond to them in a arguing 
state or you're like very hamped up, angry with them, why they do not listen. So for example, I actually shared this story before too. Um, when, when Amy was in the National Golden Gloves and we went to Oklahoma City, we fought in Oklahoma City and, and a couple days before the competition, we were driving around um, Oklahoma and my wife really likes uh, the Starbucks. I mean, I bet you, you guys heard of this, the little Starbucks cup mugs that when you go to different states, uh, they have the ones for California, for Nevada and all this. So she loves collecting these. She likes having them. So she didn't have Oklahoma. So I wanted to get her Oklahoma uh, Starbucks mug. And we're driving around and we found this Starbucks in the middle of fucking nowhere. And as I, in Oklahoma City, and as I'm driving, Amy was with me and we park at, outside the Starbucks and we park right outside and we park at the Starbucks. We can look right through the windows. That's exactly where the door is. And as soon as we, I look in, I see this old, like uh, older lady, um, trailer like i don't know how to did hey, you guys know what i'm talking about they missing teeth i don't want to say anything uh offensive but uh <laughs> i just fill in the blank you guys got it and uh she was she was standing there but besides all that she was wearing a trump hat so she had a red hat and it's just the trump hat make america great again and I'm sitting there and Amy looks at me, she just looks at me, she says, you sure you wanna go inside this Starbucks? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, let's go. So she just started laughing. We were, we were making jokes of it. I walk in, as soon as I walk in, I have to walk past this girl. She's sitting on uh, this table to my right and where I'm going, where the mugs are, are all the way down. And uh, the, the register is right here to my left. I walk down, all the way down, and when I walk past her, she no joke goes like this, overturns and looks at me damn near like breaks her neck to, to watch me. When I walk to the back, I grab the mug, I grab the mug, I come up to pay. Uh, she starts looking at me all crazy and then she starts asking me questions of like, what am I doing? Um, what did I grab? Uh, and then I explained to her, I grabbed this mug. And I'm being really polite. I could tell she wasn't too happy with me, but I didn't want to match her energy. I didn't want to be like, she's all mad. I didn't want to start getting upset that she was, because she was mad. So as she's like that, I'm talking to her and I'm just doing my thing. She eventually, uh, I, when I explained the mugs and I explained that I'm not from Oklahoma and I came from California, and then she starts bringing up politics. As soon as she heard California, she's like, oh, you must, she said, you must be, uh, oh, you must be a Biden uh, supporter then. That's what she told me. She said, you must be a Biden supporter. And then she started talking about like being liberal and all this shit. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I don't really care for politics like that. Uh, I treat people the same regardless if they're black, purple, or they're Republican or Democrat. I don't care about that. And then she kind of looked at me all shocked. And she was kind of shocked the fact that I said that. And I don't remember exactly what the conversation went like. I just remember she brought up politics. And... Um, and she was like, after that, she was kind of in shock with the whole situation. I explained to her why we were there. I, when I was done paying, I walk outside. She then comes with me outside and we continue talking. 
I literally befriended this girl that at the beginning hated, like she wasn't too fond with me walking in the store. I befriended her. And when I befriended her, we kept talking. And then she talked about, uh, she asked where the fights were at. She wanted to go to the fights now. And, and at this time when I'm standing outside, Amy's just looking at me sitting in the car and I'm like, you know what, let me introduce her to Amy. So I told Amy, come outside. Uh, I'm like, come here. I introduced her to Amy, blah, blah, blah. I then take a picture with her. I take a picture with her um, and, and exchange information on Instagram. And then by there, she was just sending me messages. She wanted to hang out. She, the girl was just lonely. She's not a young, this girl was, like I said, she was older. She was probably like 60s. At least she looked like in her 60s. And uh, she really like, the whole time she was like, oh, maybe you should come back to Starbucks. We could have a coffee together. So she went from hating me to not like wondering what the hell I was doing there to now trying to hang out with me, go to the fights and all this. And this all happened because of the way I acted though. If I would have matched her energy, if I would have been like, when I walked in and she looked at me all funky, or I was like, ugh, or said something about her hat, or said something about what the, the thing she said about me, or said something about California and me got upset. Guess what she would have been like? She would have been right in it, happy to argue. I guarantee you she was would just happy to argue. You know why she was happy to argue? Because she was already talking about politics. And if she's talking about politics, she's probably happy to argue. So when she started mentioning all these things, if I would have kept it going, I would have, we would have left that place upset and she would have left with and knowing I was right. Everyone from California is liberal. Everyone from California is da 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 da. Everyone from California is whatever she wanted to say. Oh, fucking Biden supporters. She would have left with those thoughts that she already had in her thoughts, but now I just confirmed her thoughts. Does that make sense? And I'm very happy that I handled it that way. And after that, Amy was in shock. Amy was like, I cannot believe you turned that girl around. And she just gave me the whole, like, she saw it from that bird's eye. You know, she saw it from the outside pointing in. And she saw how she looked at me, how she, like, her body language. And she, Amy was in shock that I turned her around like that. And then we started talking about the same subject that I'm going to talk to you guys about now. How I don't believe in treating people a certain way because they treat you a certain way. Obviously, if someone is pushing you, hitting you, and is a physical, like they're physically doing something with, to you, I mean, obviously you gotta fight back. I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, hug him. No, you obviously gotta fight back. But I'm talking about when it's a verbal, when they're saying things about you, when they're looking at you funny, when they're on social media saying things about you, when they're talking to their friends about you or at work, how they work around you. These things, we do not have to fight them back with the same energy. We do not. Um, there's so many different ways to go about it. Another story I could tell you is um, Kelly, who, uh, we, had this, we had this guy take a test. And typically I told Kelly, you know, after you take, the, they, they do a, a test or whatever, a private, stay in the front, stay around until they leave, until the client leaves. And the reason behind that is you don't not know if the client may need um, some help or some questions or something. And if they do, you're there to help them. And then they're on their day. And then about the way they're like, oh, Kelly was like, uh, you know, but that guy, uh, I already know what he's like. He, 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 I don't, he never needs anything here. He's da, 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 he's not gonna listen to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
So I was like, okay. So then I explained to her the same thing. I'm like, look, if this guy leaves this gym and goes somewhere else, or this guy leaves here and just completely stops boxing, you now gave him ammunition to why you are hard to work with or why he feels a certain way he is about you. So let's say he thinks Kelly's a bitch. Let's say, let's say like, oh, you know, Kelly's horrible to work with. Oh, she's a bitch or oh, she's this and that. Let's say he feels that way. Now he has supporting documents to prove his point. Hey, guess what? This one day I was there doing a one-on-one with Jose and Amy was in fucking Kelly just walked away, didn't even say bye. She just left. Da 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 da. Da da da. She was. She acted like this way. Blah blah blah. Now you proving this point, Kelly. You are proving this point that you are that person he says you are, versus doing the complete opposite, staying there, being polite, helping him, even as much as you do not want to, or even if you think he is not gonna need your help. You were there. You greeted him. You um, you said bye to him. You you know you were there the whole time. He has zero ammunition. So if he ever leaves or ever is at a different gym or everywhere, he has nothing but good things to say about you, the gym, and everything because we never gave him any reasons for him to say, fuck Kelly, fuck Jose, fuck that gym because what do we ever do? We were always nice. We always treated you right. Negative people feed off a negative response. I have one more story I have to share with you and these are all... Great stories, as you can see, and and these are all true stories. They can all be backed up with the people that I just explained in the in this. I'm gonna tell, share with you one more. Uh, this was probably like 2017, 18, and I had the gym already for a couple years. And when I was here in the gym, uh, there was this lady that loves me, loves, loves, loves me, like just backs me up through everything. Um, I'm going to call her, I'm going to make up a fictitious name. Let's call her Tina. And Tina just loves me. She's just all about me. And one day, and all about the gym, and one day Tina is just out of nowhere. It's like, you know what, Jose? I'm going to take a break from the gym. I'm going to step away. I'm not going to be going too much. And she sent me a private message. And I think it was on Instagram. Yeah. And after that, I asked her, it was just weird because Tina was not that kind of person. Tina was always in the gym. So when she said that, it kind of worried me. I, I want to make sure she was okay. And she starts telling me, she was like, you know, the last few times, and I think this is when Trump just went into office, 2016. So the whole, uh, you know, when Trump went into office, the politics game started like taking a whole nother level up. People started segregating a whole lot more. So Tina tells me that the gym became more of a politics, uh, politics started coming up more and all this and that, which to me I found weird because I never talk about politics here because I know that people are gonna argue with politics. So I just find it interesting. So when she said that to me, I was like, you know what? I'm like, come, come by the gym. You know, I, I was, uh, she mentioned how Oh, I noticed that a lot of people there support um, illegal immigration. They support dreamers. And she, and she actually said dreamers. They support dreamers and this and that. And I'm not a big believer in that. Uh, Tina was like, I joined the military to get, my, to get my paperwork and to get all this. And I just feel like if you want to be in this country and be a part of this country, you should do the same like I did. And I was like, you know what? She has, I'm like, 
I'm like, that's when I told her, come in, I would love to talk to you because you could t- I could tell she was upset. So Tina comes in and she starts talking to me. And let me give you the first tip when you talk to somebody that's upset. Yeah, this, this is the golden nugget. I learned this at the, I learned this when I was managing at the dealership. I learned this, uh, I perfected it as I, as I grew as a manager and as a leader. And then now I share this with my team that I tell them anytime you have an upset client, customer, even family member, friend, if they're upset, the best thing to do, guess what it is? Shut up and listen. Don't say shit. Don't say shit. Shut up and listen. And the reason why this is important is because you shut up, you listen to all their concerns, and then you address all their concerns. If you're a good friend, if you're a good uh, manager, good leader, you are going to address those concerns. If you're not, this is what everyone does. They say something. Right away, you're trying to argue. You're trying to... No, don't do that. Shut up, listen until they're done talking. Explain everything they said. So that's what I did with Tina. Tina walks in, she starts telling me this, that they talk politics, that they support dreamers, um, that that dreamers uh, are a bunch of people that just want everything for free, that they don't want to join the military. Those were the three things that I can remember from the top of my head of what she did not like about the gym at this time. So then um, when she was done talking, and, and I, like I said, I remember this day like it was yesterday. We were outside and we started walking around in the parking lot because I don't want to talk about this inside here. And, and when we get to like halfway through this building, she was, she, we weren't even that far in. She was done with her concerns. She only had those three concerns, so she didn't have a list of things. So then I started talking to her. I'm like, look, first one, I want to knock off her, her politics saying that she said we talk about politics. I just assumed she was correct. I, nev- I never said she was wrong, never, because then she would be defensive. So I said, you know what, Tina, I apologize that, that you heard politics here in the gym. I definitely shoot to not do that. Like that is not my goal. If politics do happen to come up, I try to change a subject, a subject as soon as possible. I apologize that you experienced that. I'll give you my word that I will talk to the team and everyone around me that make sure that that does not happen, at least for my staff. But if a member or someone else brings it up, I can't really do anything about that because that's them talking. But as far as us and the team, I guarantee you that won't happen again. And I apologize for that. And then I said, as far as um, people supporting undocumented people and dreamers not wanting anything, I was like, I hit her, I hit her like, I hit her with a curveball. I pretty much dumped ice cold water on top of somebody. I don't know if you ever noticed what people's reaction is when you dump cold water onto them. They're like, I got, I get damn near got that reaction from her. Cause when I, t- when I told her to, co- to address those last two concerns of her, I told her, I don't know if you know, but I'm a dreamer. And when I told her that I'm a dreamer, that I'm one of those undocumented people that just want things for free, that I'm one of those undocumented people that don't want to join the military just because they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to do, they want the easy route, we want things for free. When I told her that, she gave me that, that look, that that she's got cold water dumped on her. She did, could not believe first that the person she loved and cared for and appreciated and trained with for so long was a dreamer. She could not believe that. That was the first thing. Second thing is I think she kind of felt bad. The fact that I'm over here talking about all these people 
but the guy that I'm that I really like here is one of those people. So I think I made her I, I think I made her feel bad in a way. And that's tip number two to talking to somebody. Tip number two to talking to somebody, you have to make sure they know how you feel and and why you are are take uh, uh, sad or upset and why you even bring this upon them. And the best way to get them to know how to feel is explain detail to detail why you're hurt from it. And if you do that correctly, guess what happens? They begin to feel bad. They begin to feel bad. And when they feel bad, they will apologize. Even if they're, even if you're wrong, they'll apologize just because they feel bad that they made you feel bad. No joke. Think about it. Last time that you did something that you were wrong and you hurt somebody and they were sad and you saw them hurt, what did you do right away? I'm sorry. Oh shit, I'm sorry, my bad, I'm sorry. That's what this is in a way is like that, but it's with, with, it's a verbal way of describing that. You're saying sorry, you get in the under, feel the pain that you're going through and they will, they feel bad. And once they feel bad, they're, they will apologize. They will like, damn. I can't believe I said that to you, Jose. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that big of a deal to you. So once I said that to her, I then explained to her how I tried. To, I tried when I was 17 years old, when I was 18 years old, 19, and the last time when I was 22 or 21. I can't remember, but I tried to join every single military branch. I tried to join first was the the first one that I tried to join was the Navy with David's brother. He's the one who talked me into it. Not that I really wanted to. Um, and then I tried to join the Army and the Marines. And the last one that I actually wanted to do was the Air Force. I tried to join the Air Force because they boxed. I wanted to be a firefighter. I thought, oh, look, I could learn about firefighting. I could become a citizen, how Tina said I could do. I could, um, I could uh, box for the Air Force. I thought I was going to knock all these bones out with one stone, all these birds out with one stone. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go that route. But once I try to do each and every single one of them and they all said no to me, that was out of the window. I could not join the military. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. A lot of people don't know this and understand this, but to be to join the military, you have to have some sort of status here. You have, have to have come to the U.S. on a visa and your visa expired or or uh, you're a resident, you're just not a U.S. citizen, or they recruited you from your country, like if you're in Puerto Rico and they recruited you or something like that. But you cannot just be here undocumented with no sort of paper trail and then be like, I want to join the military. That cannot be done in any branch. It cannot be done. And that was the difference between my story and Tina's story. Tina's story, she, she had a paper trail. She came here for, on a visa. And when she was here on a visa, she was, when her visa expired, she joined the military and she got her citizenship. So in her eyes, this is why she's upset. And I get it. She's right. Because she's like, hold up. When I didn't have a status, I didn't just become a U.S. citizen. I had to join the military and that's how I, became, that's how I got my citizenship, which she, was, which she is right about. But what she's not right about, and not because she's not, she doesn't want to be right, is because she wasn't educated on, is the fact that not everyone has the same story as she had, and we didn't have that opportunity that she had. It's not that I didn't, that all these people that are here don't want to join the military, because I guarantee you, the people that I know that are undocumented, including myself, we would no problem join the military to become a citizen. No problem. Any day. 
For sure. For sure. I, I, like I said, I tried it four times and it didn't work. Um, so when I explained all these things to her and then I explained to her that I'm a dreamer and all this, her jaw dropped and she just had no response. You know what she said to me after that? She said, I'm sorry. And the whole walk back, all she was doing was apologizing. She could not believe everything she, that she, all this anger she had built up, it was all, all misinformation in a way. Not misinformation, but miscommunication. There you go, miscommunication. Uh, and she was just holding it inside. And that's actually the last thing I wanted to talk about with you guys is during these, the, these altercations and you have these things that pop up and that you and this person don't like each other or you have this tension build up, the communication is key. But sometimes having that space from that person, like, for example, I have a few people that myself, I'm like, man, I can't stand these motherfuckers and I don't like them. They don't probably don't like me either. But what helped is that separation. You know what I mean? That's you sometimes you need that space from them. like, you know, they piss you off so much that it's probably not a good time to talk to them right there and then. If you're that pissed off, you know what? Let it cool off. Let the stove cool off. Hit them, hit them up in a year, six months from now, weeks from now, days from now, I don't know. But when you're cool and you can actually have a conversation with this person without actually getting out of hand or start disrespecting this person, that's when you know is the right time to handle this situation like an adult. How is an adult? I actually mentioned it recently when I, in the past episode when I said fuck school, I talked about how to talk to a person in a professional manner where they're gonna treat you like an adult, not like a little kid. Um, if you wanna listen to the full thing that I said, check out that episode, but I'll give you a quick sum up. You put them in a, in a, in a, in a scenario, in a, in a place where you are alone, private, and you can listen to each other and talk to each other without getting upset. And when you can do that, I guarantee you if you can do that and actually listen to them and then they listen to you, you will, you will come up to a, 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 a conclusion and most likely shake your hand and call it a day. And let's say you guys just not meant to be friends no more. You guys just not meant to be okay. I guarantee you will be civil enough or that if you do run into each other, it's not gonna be awkward. You're not gonna wanna fight each other. It'll probably be, hey, good to see you again. Have a nice one. Or, hey, I like your picture on Instagram, whatever, and call it a day. But it's because of how you handled that fucking miscommunication you guys had or that incident you guys had. That's how you handle it. Another thing is uh, why I want to bring up the communication to be so important and the listening to be so important is the fact that everyone is right. No joke. And, and, and listen to when I'm saying that. Everyone is right. My scenario of how I feel in my way, in my perspective, is right to me. And whatever they say, feel, however the whole thing went out for them and their perspective is right to them. And what you have to do is kind of list, is listen to them and put yourself in their shoes and understand how they feel. Because we need to understand how they feel it's just as much as they need to understand how you feel to really come to the, to the conclusion of, wow, I can't believe I made you feel that way. I'm sorry. And you may be one of those people that you lose your shit with certain things and you can't control and you do things or you physically just fuck things up. 
let's say you, that happened an incident, you lost your cool, you fucking broke someone's window, or you fucking hit them, or you said something really, really disrespectful beyond the line when you acted out in the moment. You know how you handle this? First, give it that time. Give it that time. Because that person is probably hurt right now. You, you hurt them verbally or physically or you damaged something they had. So they probably don't want to see you right now. So first you give it that time. If you feel like you can approach it soon, then do it soon. Do it soon. But it, once you give it that time to cool off, then you approach him. And then first you apologize to them. And then you explain to them that you have that problem that you can't control your emotions. And in a way you got anger management and you act out. And you get them to understand that you have a disorder that you can't control. That it wasn't really your heart saying that when you said fuck you or whatever it is that you said, it wasn't your heart saying that, it was your mouth saying that. And now afterwards when your thoughts went down, you know that that wasn't really you saying that. It was in your heart saying that, and you really care for them. And you care for them so much that you wanted to talk to them and you want them to understand that what you did wasn't really them. And that's how you handle that. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully you came from this. Um, Takeaways from this episode, go talk to people, man. Go talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Take them out to lunch. Someone you disagree with. Someone you maybe not like at all. There's been some time, go hit them up. Hey, you know what? I want to take you out to lunch. I want you to know how I feel and get to know how they feel and uh, maybe squash some beef. So if you do, I would love to know how that went down. Um, maybe if you're having a hard time coming up with, hey, how do I approach a situation, Jose? Hit me up. Hit me up. I want to know. Make me see and let me know if I can help you in some way or one way or another. Um, anyways, that sums it up for this week. I hope you guys have a killer week. Happy Monday. Enjoy. Enjoy just being here, man, in this crazy life. Enjoy being here. Give your family a big hug and kiss. Be grateful. And don't hold, don't hold a grudge against these people just because of an incident that happened a year ago. Go talk to them. Be the bigger person. Much love. I'll see you guys next week. I'm going to have another surprise guest. Let me know how you feel about the surprise guest. Again, like, share, subscribe, leave a review. I am out. Deuces. Deuces.